All right, kids. BP Hero Podcast. The 23rd episode of the seventh season. Can you believe it? We out here. Got some decent topics tonight. Um, a lot of like what ifs with with this evening's podcast. As soon as they get done sharing this post on Facebook, just like you all should, I'll get started here with uh, some other stuff. Technology cooperates. Big if. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy? Okay, I'll have to do it later. Oh, goodness. You know, sometimes technology just really just fries me just really wants to just makes me want to hate it and I love it so much for that all I wanted to do was make a post put a link in it tag someone and it's not going to let me do that Forget it. That's what you get tonight. Okay. Jason, what's up, buddy? Okay. What's going on? Got that extra mic for Mrs. Hero tonight. No. <laughs> Hopefully, she stays in the other room. She's putting the daughter to bed. I got her squared away, and then uh, her job will be to get her the rest of the way there. Jason Herndon is watching the Cardinals, and they're losing. Uh, it was tied 4-4 four to four when I had some stuff to get up and get down around here. Is that not the score anymore? I halfway thought about putting that <laughs> on the screen and like blanking out like all the trademark stuff. Just to see how long I could stream that so I could watch the game while I podcasted. <laughs> but I just feel like that probably wouldn't go over very well. My man Adam in the house, Fat Guy BP, what up, dude? Almost hit you up this afternoon and uh, thought about uh, seeing if you wanted to jump in here last minute. Six to four, Reynolds had a two-run homer. That sucks. But as long as the Pirates keep up their trend of giving up runs like it's a slow-pitch game, it should be fine. Um, what a what a 
just a mess that Flaherty had tonight. Two of those runs were kind of on him. And then the other two, like, I don't know if it was intentional, but what a bold strategy to call two bunts in a row. You saw they screwed the first one up, so let's go ahead and, and just hit him with a second one. Like, what a strategy, honestly, seriously. It worked, right? If they can't do it, exploit it till they can. Why not, right? Let's see. So I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. Again, just give everybody a minute to get in here. You know the deal if you've listened to the podcast before. First 10 minutes of this are just kind of empty banter. And then I kind of dive into the topics that I have planned for the podcast. So just until then, we're just going to kind of chill out and shoot the breeze for a minute. Uh, For those that are catching up later on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or YouTube, wherever you're catching this. Uh, I have been keeping up with the uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast stuff. Uh, I got me a nice little system going, so hopefully we can keep that trend going so you guys can catch these wherever you want to, whether live or later. So we were kind of having the discussion uh, around the house here. Uh, I, you know, big big bowling guy all of a sudden, right? I, I think I'm a bowler, so I've been watching like bowling videos, and I'm um, subscribed to this guy, and everybody's played the game at some point in their life um, called, what is it, uh, Date, Mary Kill. You have to date one woman or man if you're, you know, chicks doing this. You have to date one, you have to marry one, and you have to kill one. And he was doing that with bowling balls, which was kind of like weird, but whatever. It just you kind of using that format, right? So then it got me thinking, like, what could we do for like bats? It'd be kind of fun, like a kind of like a power round, you might say, for softball bats. You could do like a, a swing it or sell it, or a swing it, sell it, trash it. You know, would you would you keep it, swing it? Would you sell it to get rid of it, or would you trash it because it's so bad you don't want anybody to have it? <laughs> I haven't really finalized that yet, but I thought it'd be kind of a fun, like, little power round, like post um, on here or on YouTube or somewhere, and you know, see what people think. Just like bats for comparison, right? You give the bats, and then I give what I would do with said bats. So it's food for thought. Maybe let me know what you guys think in the chat or the comments. We can get something going with that. And real quick, before I forget to ask, how was everybody's weekend? Actually, I got the, the weekend off for once. Didn't find out until like Thursday night. I was going to have the weekend off. And of course, idiot ass over here. Said, yeah, sure, I'll play. I completely forgot until like Thursday of last week that I was like, I agreed to play softball if I had to work until basically if if the tournament was still going when I got off work, I had agreed to go play because I'm an idiot, I guess. So they ended up canceling overtime at like the very last minute. Even on Friday, they canceled it on Thursday. And then again on Friday, they were like, hey, um, some stuff just showed up. Turns out we might be working after all. But never heard anything back, so we ended up having the weekend off. Um, went and played softball on Saturday. And what did we do Sunday? I think Sunday we just kind of licked our wounds from Saturday. It was it was stuffy Saturday. 
It was pretty warm. Um, Jason, I'm glad you did at least go get to hit with somebody, right? Um, <laughs> I, I really wish that would have worked out. I almost thought about taking the day off just so I could get out of there. And uh, I have an intruder in the house. What's up, dog? <clears throat> There's a Mitchell in my house. He, he is picking up his dog and leaving, so everything's good to go there. <laughs> he just got done with league, so he's got his puppy dog, and like they, they leave him, they crate him all day at home, and just didn't want to crate him, so his wife had stuff going on, and what the hell's going on in there? So his wife had stuff going on, and he had league. And he just wanted to leave the dog in the crate all day. It was too hot to take the dog to the ballpark with him. His dog is very well behaved. And he just kind of hangs out wherever they are. He might, you know, wander off or go play with some kids, like, 20 feet away. But he does not wander. He, he's, a, he's a very well-behaved dog. But he didn't want to take him out there and expose him to the heat. So he brought him over here to the house, play with my dog, and kind of hang out here at the house. <clears throat> the kids love him. My wife loves him. So it works out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, what's up, Dennis? How you doing? Hey, did you hit any dingers with the Combat Avarice last night? Tell us. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. Um, Sunday just kind of licked the wounds a little bit. Uh, Patrick said it's cold and wet in the Pacific Northwest. Dude, I deal with cold and wet right now as opposed to what we're dealing with. It's, it's just ridiculous hot outside. Uh, I can't believe that I'm actually going to hit tomorrow. I've got uh, a bat for one of our podcast list podcast listeners, Virgil. <clears throat> he has bought a bat. I need to get it done and get it knocked out so I can get it in the mail to him. And then I've got a special edition 100th anniversary pure integrity to swing. Really looking forward to that unit. So we're going to try and knock those out tomorrow. Then I got league at 615. Got a couple stops to make after that. So, uh, it'll be a busy night tomorrow. Maybe we'll vlog, maybe we won't. <laughs> Jason says it was miserable on Sunday uh, in St. Louis, weather-wise. Yeah, it was miserable in, in Salisbury. I don't know, I know you probably don't know where Salisbury's at. Salisbury's like podunk, right? It was it was miserable there. Like, it was like high 80s, low 90s, but the humidity was like 70 or 80%. And for once, the wind wasn't really moving around. The field that we play at there in town... Uh, the wind usually kind of swirls around. Honestly, it usually blows out. But, dude, it, it blew for maybe five minutes the whole day, <laughs> collectively. It was miserable. And that field is really dusty. And just sometimes feels like that just make it seem hotter. Because everything is dusty and sticky and dirty and like, blech. Like, I took home, <clears throat> sorry, I went home and took my socks off after we got done playing and I was like, damn, like, I got a hell of a tan line. And it was like a really hard line. And then I realized it was dirt. Like, that's gross. All the sweat, all the loose dirt and everything on the field. Bad news for sure. <clears throat> but we got that W. The supplied bat tournament thing went actually really well. Um, <clears throat> Q did a good job running the tournament. And he won his own tournament. What? <laughs> It had four teams, and had he not put in a team, 
there would have not been a tournament. So it worked out. Got to hang out, catch up with some friends, had a really good time. And the supplied bat thing and the supplied bat ball thing went really well. I was kind of surprised. I figured there would be a couple teams there. Um, just based on the fact that they do play some softball, that they were going to have a fit about, oh, we can't swing uh, our bats or we want to hit our bats or, you know, this is crap. We want to use our stuff. But I really there was none of that. And I think part of that might have been a contributing factor of it's new stuff. There was some older stuff there, but I mean, a, a majority of it was like newer stuff. I had a really good subscriber that has sent us a handful of bats I'm going to do some experiment with here. If I ever get caught up with life, uh, like you're, you're going to be like, whoa, he did that to that bat <laughs> kind of thing. Like we're, we're, we're going to do some science and he sent those out to us and he's like, Hey, use these however you want. I don't need them. I figured they would be really useful to you put those out there. Uh, most of those ended up getting quite a bit of use actually. And I tried to make sure and use bats that um, were testing over like 220 or around 220 anyway. Uh, nothing. I didn't want anything like incredibly hot out there. Just from a safety standpoint, um, we had a pretty good team. I'm not going to sit here and act like we didn't. We, we had a majority of the players on our team either play or have played um, tournament ball to some capacity over the years. So... You've got that safety standpoint kind of mixed in there along with just other teams and kind of being loose cannons and type of stuff, right? We've seen that in like some of the lower level league type stuff that, dude, sometimes you just don't know where they're going to hit the ball and they don't either. So why go out there and let these people swing rocket launchers? Like I said, everything was was a modest 220-ish hitting uh, supplied classic in balls that honestly had been out in the heat all day, so they weren't really all that great either. But we made fun of it. We did good. I made fun of it. That, sounds right. that doesn't sound right, but we made fun and had fun with it. I did it again. It doesn't matter. Moving on. We had a good time. Everything went well. It was a hit. Hopefully they don't expect that next year, and if they do, um, hopefully I've still got some bats around. <laughs> Let's see if I can pull up. Um, have I sent that to anybody? I don't know if I have or not. I'm just going to kind of show you like what the bat closet's looking like for the BP hero. So I keep my stuff all in like a hallway closet. I don't think it's in here. I know I've sent it to a handful of people as they've offered to send bats. And I'm like, dude, please. Like, I, I just can't. <laughs> So let me get this pulled up here. Maybe. I promise I'm trying. I promise I really promise. Hey, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So, I got me one of these little like laundry organizer things, 
I thought, like, what the heck? This would be really good to, like, keep bats in. It kind of, like, help me organize and sort through what's what. Sometimes I, I, I look in the closet and I'm like, Jesus, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> but at least this helps me have somewhat of a system as far as, like, the stuff that's, like, personally mine and the stuff that I still need to review and the stuff that I need to either get moving, get sent back to people or that kind of thing. It's a mess. I mean, beforehand, it was just a, a disaster in there. I had bats stacked in one corner and then bats stacked in the other corner and the, all the bat boxes in between and basically just separating everything. So glad I got it cleaned up. And this is just one of those little th- three, uh, three section laundry hamper things. It works really well. Like you could put wheels on it and roll this around if you wanted to. I didn't put the wheels on it because I don't plan on moving it around. But it works well if you have a lot of bats and, and don't really like need them specifically shorted or looking awesome for you know flexing on your buddies. Something like this did work good. It was like twenty five bucks, I think. Threw it together in ten minutes, and I, at least my bats are somewhat organized now. Catching up a chat here, and then we'll dive in. I did it inside the park home run count. <laughs> it was one off the fence. Playing a 330 field. Yeah, so yeah, that takes a poke to get it out of there. We'll take it. Anything over 300, I mean, at that point, anything extra is bonus points. And it's kind of funny you mentioned the uh, 330 fences. So we're hitting on a baseball field for the weekend. Was it 310 in left, 340 in center maybe, and 320 in right? Uh, something like that. So... It was a poke to get something out of there, especially in the heat. And our guy Trevor, who has not touched a bat since sometime, gosh, I, I want to say the last tournament he played was probably with me in like September of last year. Dude came out and hit his ass off. Just absolutely hit his ass off on that big-ass baseball field. And it was kind of funny. He played a really good outfield, and he even hit a few balls himself. But it was it was kind of funny to see some of these other guys that were hitting balls like 300 feet. Like, had we been playing on the like softball sized park in town, it would have been a completely different game from the standpoint of a lot more stuff would have went out, but there's, it was so demoralizing to hit a ball 320 and just watch a guy catch it at his chest. I cut one ball uh, down the left field line, just, just trying to just hit something in the face really hard. And like dude caught it at his chest for 305 feet away. I mean, it would have been a rocket home run had it not been for him standing there and catching it at his chest because he could because he had room. They he, they basically told him to go stand on the fence, which I wasn't even trying to hit the ball out. Like I said, it just when you're playing tournaments like that, you're not looking to gas middle, right? You're not looking to even try the backside and accidentally hit a pitcher, which I almost did. That's why I quit. So I basically, I just went to just blasting the left field line and sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. That's the best, the best thing I can say about it. Dennis says, I haven't used an older combat before and it feels good. So the combat avarice was incredible. I remember when those bats first hit the scene, I had a Jeff Hall Mayhem, not the one that you saw in the throwback video <laughs> that was shaved. I had a stock one and thing had probably 5,000 swings on it. It was just a bazooka. And that avarice out of the wrapper was hanging with that mayhem. I was like, holy smokes, like we we got something here. <laughs> that that thing was was absolutely insane. So to believe that 
that thing feels good. I, I 100% believe that. doesn't matter what ball you throw at it. doesn't matter the conditions. It's just going to hit a ball hard. Uh, Patrick asks, what's the best golf launch monitor that could also be used to measure batted ball speed? Um, you know, I honestly never thought about that. What would keep a person from doing that? I mean, I've always seen people using pocket radar which I'm not a fan of and I do need to do more of and I'm going to feature this to something on the channel soon. I hate radar numbers. I hate radar numbers. I hate scale weights. It's, it's just it's just so irrelevant. I don't like radars from the aspect of people swing for a number like, oh, I hit 103 on the radar one time. Okay, well, how many times did you hit 103? Once? What were What was your average? Like, tell me your best five swings. Don't tell me that one number you hit that one time. Tell me what you can do on a consistent basis. Like, swinging for a number on a radar doesn't tell me anything. I could just completely swing out of my ass and probably put up a, a decent number for me. But I'm, I'm thinking, like, consistency, right? Would you rather hit 105 one time, or would you rather hit 100, and, well, 100, 100 even uh, five times? And I'm not saying five times in a row. That's, that's just absurd. But I'm saying, like, would you rather have your average closer to 100 or would you rather hit 105 that one time? You know? Adam says they make a radar that's used for both. Man, I guess I've been living under a rock. I've been trying to get out and, like, branch out and, and, and kind of interact in these Facebook groups a little bit. Dude, it's a tough crowd out there. It's a tough crowd. Like, I'm, I'm always one for, like, laughing and giggling and having a good time, right? And there was some post uh, some guy made. He was selling a bat for $800. And ends up deleting the post. And then somebody later asks, hey, did that bat sell? And what is it? The, the guy said something. You know, it was just kind of just banter going back and forth with the bat sold or not. And then this guy chimes in and defends like, who cares if it sold or not? If he wants to buy it, he can. If that person has that kind of money, then they can do that. And I just made the joke of, you know, you're awful defensive. Are you the one that bought it? And he immediately fires back. Yo, I'm, I, I could have bought that bat if I wanted to, but I just didn't. I'm fine with my $250 new and wrapper bats. You don't want to try me. And I'm just like, holy shit, dude. Chill the fuck out. Like, seriously. That's why I hate Facebook groups. Maybe I should just make my own Facebook group. Yeah, Jason knows what I'm talking about. The monster tripping. Like, it, I almost want to pull up what this dude just fired off back at me. Just because it was just like so ridiculous. See if I can find it here. Yeah. So I said, "You're awful defensive. Did you buy it?" He says, "I couldn't be more. You couldn't be more wrong. If I had that kind of money, hell yeah, I would buy it. But I don't. But I don't, so I won't." Your words are say you're jealous too. All good though. I'm fine with my $250 bats. I could go on. Please don't make me. I'm like, dude, get 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 out of my face. Like, are are Facebook groups that serious that like everything is a dick measuring contest? I made a joke and you just flew off the handle about it. I even said like, hey, look, like I was just joking, dude. Like, I, I, I was just trolling. And 
you know, and then later on went to add, like, if he's got $800 to spend on a bat, let him spend it. At least he's not blowing it up his nose with drugs or something, right? And then I said, hell, maybe he is blowing it up his nose on drugs. Because if chances are, if you could spend $800 on a bat, you probably got some money to waste on some drugs, too. <laughs> but just, dude, don't be so serious. Maybe we should start, like, a no BS BP Hero Facebook group. The poll is up. What are we thinking? Start a Facebook group, like a fan page. Do like, I guess we call it a fan page. Can I edit this or no? I don't think I can. No, I can only end it. So yeah, basically that's going to say BP Hero Facebook uh, fan group page, whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> so Dennis says, uh, Arizona softball page is full of trolls. It's great. Yeah, and see, I know that's a big thing around here is... Um, what do you call it? Kansas City Adult Slow Pitch Softball page. Dude, people just get on there and just run their mouth. Like, people are like, oh, you should come look at this page, or you should do this, or, you know, you should really chime in and look and see what this person's saying, or you should tell them what you think about that. And, you know, somebody will get to talking about bats, and, and they're totally wrong. Like, couldn't be further from wrong. But, like, I, I just, who am I? Like, I, I understand that, like, I might know, and I might be able to set the record straight. But tell me what's going to happen on a group full of just absolute big nut, not sucker free, C-U-B-G-F in the house, not sucker free people, just acting like clowns. You tell me what's going to happen if I try and like, hey, just a heads up, that's that's not right. It's actually this, or you know, you know, you you said that this bat is balanced. It's actually unloaded. Well, you don't know anything. My cousin's brother's niece's nephew's dog's cousin's aunt's uncle is a rep. And that's what he told me when I asked him. Dude, stop. <laughs> Quit. Uh, just just stop. People wear me out. But I said I was going to, you know, kind of BS for 10 minutes and be on our way. And here we are 25 minutes in. Well, hopefully this is still podcast worthy content, right? <laughs> So one of the uh, topics for the podcast tonight, I'm not going to get into the story. It'll be a story for another day, maybe another day a long time from now, and maybe not. I don't know if I got it in me to tell the story. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Chris, Chris, stop it. The white worth toxic is better than the green average J. Dude. <laughs> oh my god. That that oh man, that made my night right there. I I will never forget him going on about that. Any of my any of my softball fans guys in here remember that? No doubt. The average J was something else, and that white toxic he thought was just a godsend. <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> kind of good that you bring up the the softball fans thing because like that's kind of where i was going with it and that's that's where like a lot of my networking started right so the sometimes the friends you make along the way are more important than the game of softball and it's kind of crazy how softball can lead you down different paths and can like end up changing your life right 
So through softball fans, honestly, I'm not sure if I would have still played softball when I got back. I left, took a work transfer to uh, down south. I left left mid-Missouri on a work transfer. They were really shorthanded uh, where they were asking for people at. We were laid off here. I saw an opportunity to get out and make some money and really put my family in a good position, so I did. And I just started getting involved in the softball fans, right? So, kind of chiming in, posting here and there, and, and turns out I actually ran into a couple of buddies of mine that were local on softball fans. And then I get to uh, Alabama, is where I ended up, Birmingham, Alabama. And I posted just like, hey, is there anybody in the Birmingham area that plays softball? Just moved here, I'm looking to play, take some BP, do whatever. And ended up uh, meeting a guy down there, he, he responded to my post. And dude, I'll never forget it. The, the first time this dude comes to get me, he's like, "Oh, he's like, where are you at?" And I told him where I was. Where I was, and he says, "Oh, dude, like, he's I actually live like five minutes from there." And no joke, he did. And dude, he had a Ford Lightning, not like one of the one of the new ones. I say new. It was this was one of the new body styles, not the square body, but one of the newer ones with the with the five four in it. Now I remember thinking, like, dude, what is this? Like, is this real life? Like, this dude just comes and picks me up in a Ford Lightning. And here we are. He's had like exhaust and in a, in a um, intake and a, and a pulley and everything on this thing. Was, the truck was just wicked. I'm thinking like, is this a dream? <laughs> Be, being a car guy and him picking me up in that, I was like, this this is this is it. I've, I've found paradise. So he and I ended up making uh, pretty decent friends that, while I was down there. What's up, Q? How you doing? And we hit a lot of BP. Played a handful of tournaments. Ran into uh, some other people along the way, just kind of in a network of things, right? And I don't talk to him very often anymore. Maybe, honestly, like once a year, he might comment on something of mine or I might comment on something of his. But if I picked up the phone and called him, he'd answer. That's just kind of kind of networking, things like that. And then when it comes back to like the local level, there's so many people that I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for softball. And really good friends. Friends that like even I know for a fact that if I quit playing softball tomorrow, and they did too, it would, um, we would still talk. We would, we would definitely uh, still talk and, and be in communication. And there's, there's all kinds of guys, guys like uh, with CV Laws in the chat here. Uh, that's my guy, Bogo Far from Softball Fans. Knowing him for years, good buddy of mine. Uh, we, we, we talk on the regular. We got Gio. Gio's always in the chat here hanging out. Always talk to Gio when I see him at the ballpark. I really enjoy Gio's company. You know, Gio is always a phone call away. You got Snacks. Snacks is a really, really, really good friend of mine. You got Matt Allen. Just the list goes on and on of people that you meet that you realize, like, this is softball, but, like, it's bigger than softball, right? This is... This is This is life's way of, of diversifying you. This is life's way of say, showing you. Go out and meet people. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can, you can meet new people. Through this page, I've met people. Gotten opportunities. Through softball fans alone, uh, completely changed uh, my career just based on the people that, people that I met. And one person met another person, and this person knew that person. And next thing you know, he and I are hitting and playing league together. And I, I was not in a good position personally with the job that I had. I was, I was just dying to get out. 
dying to get out and do just about anything. And he says, you know, um, where my wife works and where I work, they're hiring, you know, put in an application, see what happens. And that's how I ended up at 3M. And I, I've never looked back. I'm, I'm not going to get into like specifics, but when I say I took a hefty pay cut, I took a big, big pay cut to start a new career, start over, have a regular schedule. And I, I could not be happier. I've never looked back. Not one time have I thought, see you, Chris. And not one time have I thought, man, I wish I had this done this different. But it's it's the, the connection of softball that keeps all this stuff going, right? It's just crazy how it all works. I'm friends with people now that I thought I'd never be friends with. I remember when I first met Brian, my BP partner, the big, tall, skinny guy, Brian, Greg, whatever you want to call him. You know, I hated him. When he first kind of hit the scene and started playing and that kind of thing, I was like, man, I can't stand this guy. Screw this guy. I can't stand him. I don't, I just, he, I, I couldn't, like, just the sight of him annoyed me. Because he was that co-ed, try-hard guy. Hit the ball and then run until the ball's in front of you. And if the ball gets in front of you before you get to the base, just get in a pickle and let him throw it away. And then just run some more. That's how him and his buddy, who he, he and I, how actually, he actually met. His, na- his name was uh, Oren. He and I went to school together. I went to vocational school together. And they kind of known about each other for years anyway. We went to vocational school together and made buddies and everything. And then um, just because we still talked, got to talking about softball. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing and this and that. And um, Ran into him at the ball field. He was out there with Brian playing softball. And they're just out there just trying their hearts out. Like I said, don't don't stop running to the balls in front of you. All the rec league hero stuff. And then Orn and I kind of reconnected again. And it was like, hey, we should start hitting some BP because I used to hit all the time. That was kind of back. The BP stuff was just kind of start BP hero stuff was just kind of first starting to take off. So I was hitting a lot of BP and all that. And Orn's like, yeah, we should hook up and hit. I was like, all right, cool. And Gio, Gio, if you're talking about Brian, his name is Brian. It's a long story why we call him Greg. One of these days, I'm going to get him on this podcast, and I'll have him tell the story of why sometimes you hear us call him Greg. It's kind of funny, and there's a there's a lot of stuff to go behind it. Nice guy, Greg. Lots of jokes and stuff to go behind it. Anyway, moving on. So me and Oren go to hit, and he says, hey, uh, do you mind if I bring Brian? Because Brian was like his best friend. And I'm like, dude, whatever, I guess. Like, I can't stand this guy. I've already agreed to hit with you. I'm not going to be a jerk and tell you you can't bring this guy. And we get to hitting, and Oren was like, you know, hey, what do I need to do with my swing? Or, you know, looking for tips and that kind of thing. Oren, bless his heart. If he ever listens to this or anybody tells him, he's hard-headed as hell. He did listen, but it was reluctantly. And then Brian kind of started doing the same thing, you know, like asking questions about this or what about that or what could I do different with this. And, um... We just kind of hit it off. Slowly, the the relationship built. Next thing you know, um, Brian and I are hitting together on the regular, starting to play softball together. Orrin had moved away, started a career somewhere else, and kind of phased softball out of his life just for, like, stuff that he had going on. You know, he just didn't have time for softball. And 
next thing you know, Brian and I are playing on these teams together. We're hitting once or twice a week. And to this day, now Brian and I work together. We're on the same shift. We work in the same building. We spend every break together. Like, it's just funny. The dude's my best friend now. I used to, I used to not be able to stand the guy. So it's just funny how softball can really lead you down roads you never thought it would lead you down. And I'm sure that would be anything with any kind of hobby, right? But some people think, oh, it's just softball. It's just softball if you let it be. It can be something bigger. You just got to let it. You know, that that's ultimately the, the bottom line. Be thankful for the friends that you make along the way and... Never say no to an opportunity when it feels like it's if it's too good to be true. Potentially it is, but it's it's worth trying. It's worth seeing, right? You just never know. Getting too deep. Moving on. The cost of business. Real quick, just uh, catching up with the chat here. Let me do that real quick. Uh, Mitchell just came here to see who broke up bat. <laughs> I get a sappy hero. So you need to go subscribe to Batflip BP and you'll know what bat broke and you'll know whose bat it was. Uh, Geo says it was breakfast at Jesse's house prior to the snowball tournament. Bigger than... Yeah. Dude, there was there was breakfast. There was... that Dude, that whole deal. That whole weekend was was an absolute blast. Uh, we, we had so much fun. We had that big break. Came back to the house. Played video games. Like, we looked like a bunch of little kids huddled around a TV. Softball gave us that. Gio, we're going to squeeze you in here sometime soon. I know I keep saying that. I, I, I got in the groove of having guests on here, and then I kind of got away from it. But I need to get that going again. So we're, we're going we're gonna to book us something real soon. Q says, uh, if you told me five years ago that Brian and I would be good friends, I would have laughed to you. Yeah, really. I mean, it, hey, and the same thing goes for you and Mitchell, right? I mean, you and Mitchell didn't even get along. And, you know, look at you now. Two peas in a pod. Well, I mean... Mitchell's the pee in the pod, and he's... Well, I think we're all trying to push you out of the... Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about the cost of business. Yeah, Q, I will not let you on the podcast. Nobody's ready for those issues. <clears throat> so when it comes to... And I know I've kind of like talked about this a little bit but like let's really like talk numbers when it comes to the cost of business and Facebook right Facebook and YouTube and and doing these reviews and, and that stuff Headbanger Sports does a really good job of taking care of uh, the guys that have been reviewing bats and affiliated with them they care they, they understand that if we grow they grow and if they grow, we grow. It's it's a it's a hand in hand relationship, right? But at some point, you can't just expect to rely on them for everything. They're not going to hold your hand every step of the way. You're going to have to go out and branch off and do some stuff on your own. And it's just kind of crazy to think like this stuff costs money, and we don't really make a lot of money. But it's the cost of business. 
and you have to like understand that sometimes you got to spend money to make money. Like buying bats to review them. You got to spend that money so you can make the revenue back in. Sorry, squirrel. I'm hearing something going on on the TV. <laughs> you, you've got to spend that money to make the revenue back in your YouTube revenue, whether it be uh, making bat sales, uh, being in the situation that I'm in or somebody like Adam is in or uh, somebody like John is in. Because th- those things also happen, right? So it's no secret. You know, you make a, a few bucks on a bat sale. And when I say a few bucks, I mean like a few bucks on bat sales. And I just take that and put it right back into the channel. There is a very small amount of revenue I make from the channel. I take that and put it right back in the channel. It's in its own separate account away from my personal money, my family money. And that's basically what I use to kind of float and support this hobby. One thing that's really kind of put a damper on things, especially here lately, is one, used bat prices have just been so weird. so weird in the fact that new and rapper stuff sells for insane money and everything else really doesn't because if anybody wants a bat they just go get in a raffle for 10 bucks that sucks and it makes it hard to sell stuff too and when it comes to say I buy a bat I review it you have to be understand that you're willing to lose money on a bat. Uh, on average, I try and set myself up to, with shipping included, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm losing $40 a bat. And when I say I, now, not every one of these, again, headbangers help me out with some of this stuff along the way. But if it's something that I've paid for with, I won't say my money, I'll say the channel's money, then I, I kind of set the bar at losing 40 bucks a bat. And I don't make that back most of the time, but it's just like what you're willing to lose, right? Like I said, that cost of business. It's what you're willing to lose, but again, you're losing 40 bucks a bat. Well, if you turn around and sell two or three of those bats, you're chipping away at not losing that money. You make a smidge of revenue from the views, you're chipping away and not losing that much money. Not, I'm not really making money, but I'm not losing money at the end of the day. But what stinks is, is stuff like I buy a bat and now the shipping cost has really kind of screwed everything. Because now I have to tack an extra $15 on. Sorry, squirrel. I'm reading the chat. Uh, Adam says, uh, my problem is bats. Bat I swing is a 27 and it's hard to make a decent turnaround on 27s. 27s definitely makes it hard. But I just I can't commit to 26s for a multitude of reasons. The 26s definitely do, do sell easier. I will say that, especially when it comes to buying stuff that I know will sell quick if it's a lighter weight. I will kind of sacrifice on that. I like the the monster, the sinister, whatever it was. Hated that bat, but I knew it would sell. I knew it would sell in a 25 ounce. And there has been a couple others that I'll go 26 ounce on. But for the most part, like I said, I'm, I'm willing to eat a little bit of money, and I understand that the 27s also makes that hard. But now we got to tack on an extra $15 surcharge to every bat that we're losing money on. So now I've gone from losing $40 a bat to 
math is really hard today. Fifty-five. Fifty-five dollars a bat. I mean, you know, however many bat reviews you see on the channel in a month, whether it be six or seven or however many, your 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 baseline for those is fifty-five bucks a bat. And again, like I said, you sell those bats, you make that money back as far as you know, rep sales and things like that. But it, it, it's it's a pitch in the pot, and then you kind of factor in, and it's why I feel I feel so bad sometimes when it comes to people wanting to send out bats so I can review them, or especially like throwback bats. Throwback bats are a really really hard one. Throwback bats, I personally have more fun swinging anymore than I do the new stuff, just because it's like a trip down memory lane, right? Well, the issue with that is is. There is like literally nothing to be made on those. They don't get the views that like a newer bat would. It doesn't get the view time that a newer bat would because like the way YouTube's algorithm works, you have to have a combination of view count and you have to have viewer duration as well. You can't have ten thousand views on a video and the video be a minute long. The 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 money makers like if you if any of you guys follow like vloggers or anything like that. Uh, guys like Cletus McFarlane, you know, can pull in uh, 500,000 views in a 24-hour period, and you sit through all 25 minutes of his video. That's some jack. If you can get people to sit through a whole video, that's when you start making the money. So when you do the throwback stuff, if you can't retain people because it's not something new or it's not something, maybe they'll just kind of poke their head in, see what's going on, and leave, right? Then there you go spending that time swinging something that I could have been swinging a bat. I could have been swinging a bat that I could turn around and sell to get money flowing back into the channel. And again, it's an opportunity to sell the bats that I'm reviewing uh, through, the, through the rep stuff. The throwback bats just hurt. And then, not to mention, now we've gone from $15 to swing this bat, which is, which is uh, it was good. It's 15 bucks to swing it back cause it, 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 the way you look at it because you, you got to spend that money to ship it back, right? So 15 bucks to ship it back. I can justify that. But now with this surcharge, now we're talking 30 bucks. We're talking 30 bucks minimum to get a bat review done because I'm, now I've got to ship this bat back to someone. And you can't buy throwback bats local because then you got to find someone to buy them local because you don't want to ship them. It's just a vicious cycle. And, I, you know, some of you may think I'm, like, talking in circles, like, geez, just spit out what you're trying to say. And what I'm trying to say is basically, like, this is something you have to kind of be willing to lose money at. I won't say all the time, but a, a decent amount of the time. Uh, yeah, Dennis, uh, UPS is charging more as well. If you use stamps.com, they don't. But what's been happening to me, so I actually use stamps instead of USP, or sorry, I used stamps.com and I shipped UPS instead of USPS because they didn't have the surcharge on there. But then when it made it to wherever it was supposed to go, I ended up getting uh, docked with a charge later on for the over 30 inch surcharge. So th when I say this, th this, this thing keeps itself afloat. I mean, that that's literally... John says UPS shit bats both for like 20 bucks. So did you not get hit with that charge? Now I'm wondering what they came back and hit me with. 
or maybe it's because I shipped it to a certain place or, or I don't know that's that's interesting because to my knowledge UPS was using that surcharge sorry I'm getting caught up with the chat here So yeah, and Mitchell brings up the point as well, like, um, merchandise, hats, shirts, I really, really want to do some bucket hats, but I don't know how well they'll sell. I, I want to use like a, a purple hat. I, I'm a purple junkie. I'm sure you know that by now if you've been following the channel. I want to do like purple with, with like some gold or purple with some white. I, I think that would be a pretty dope look. It's like I wore a bucket hat all day on Sunday. It's nice. It keeps the... Sorry, sorry Saturday. I wear them around the house in the yard and stuff too um, when I'm working outside. It keeps a, a little bit of the sun off your neck. It doesn't cover your whole neck, obviously, but it keeps the sun off your neck, keeps the sun off your ears. It does a good job of keeping the sun off the side of your face a little bit. It just overall, it's it's a, a better feel and a, a, a better vibe. So I thought about running some bucket hats. And doing that kind of thing. Sorry, the game's going off in there. <clears throat> so I thought about, you know, doing some bucket hats. But again, the cost of business, right? So, like, I could run a pre-order on hats. Like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm buying hats. You know, I'm going to do this. Who wants one? Well, then I collect money. I, I don't like... I used to do this with shirts. And that's why I haven't done a shirt order in so long. But I collect everybody's money, and then I pass it off to the person making the hats or the shirts. Well, then everybody that sent me money is at their mercy. And I've had it happen before where my shirt guy was like, Oh, yeah, I've got every shirt besides, like, three, and I'm waiting on those to come in still. So everybody is waiting on those three shirts to be done. Because I don't want him to have to, A, hassle with shipping three shirts separately, or B... Paying to ship separately, a different parcel count. Sorry, two different parcels is going to be two two separate charges. And I, he has been gracious enough in the past that like, hey, look, when these come in, I'll knock them out. I can send them directly to your customer. Uh, the guy that does my shirts was was really good at working with me. <laughs> I've put him through hell over the years, ain't no doubt about that. But um, he, he did a good job taking care of me. But when it comes to stuff like that, like I could really save a lot of money if I would order 30 shirts. Say I only sell 20, but I order 30. The unit price would go down a lot, right? Because you're buying more. But then I've got to sit on these things until they sell. Yes, I could do a better job of pushing sales. I mean, I've got hats. I've got the same batch of hats that I've had since early last year. I think I've got five hats left. No, I don't push those very hard. But they just went so stale that I kind of quit. So some of that is my fault, yes. Because, I mean, I've got... If, if I could sell the, the five hats that I have left, I'm mean, going to stop and think that's 100 bucks I could put right back into the channel. That's stale money just sitting there. The cost of business. Uh, yeah, John, so I've, I've looked into, like, print-on-demand services. Uh, what's the name of the place... What is it, Teespring? Teespring is who did the blue Swing Hard In Case You Hit It shirt that you've seen in a handful of videos. But 
I just I was not happy with the quality. I love the shirt, the shirt itself, but the quality was not good. It went through the washer one time, and the letters were starting to peel off the back, and that kind of thing. I, I just I can't I can't in good conscience sell that to somebody. And I've even tried. I, I think they're still on the website actually. Now, I used to push them until I realized that like literally nobody bought them. But Teespring had, and I believe it still has, I can look it up, my hoodie design and my original podcast logo shirt. Those those were just sitting on the website waiting to be bought, and nobody bought a single one of them. Which is good in the aspect, like, I don't have to sit on that money. But if I was to sell them, I could make that much more money on them. But the quality just wasn't very good. Um, I think I'm just going to bite the bullet. Again, the cost of business. I'm just going to bite the bullet and use a local place to do my t-shirts. It's going to be a, a little bit more money like per unit. But sometimes it's about just getting stuff out there. Everything you can sell, everything you can move is an opportunity for somebody to say, Hey, what's a BP hero? Hey, what's Batflip BP? Hey, what's, you know, fat guy BP? What's that shirt for? What's that hat for? And you can tell them, well, then they go home and, you know, you wear it to the ballpark and, and it, it just goes that way, right? And you got to think about your time is worth something. I can't push t-shirts and push this and push that and, and spend money on it and sit on it just to make two or three dollars. Your time is worth something. Is my time worth hassling and pushing and pushing and pushing and sitting on stuff for four months to make two dollars a shirt? Not hardly. But sometimes it's the cost of business. This stuff ain't easy unless... You're somebody that's just super successful right off the rip. I was not. And I, you know, I'm kind of, still kind of figuring this out as I go. I'm by no means am I an expert. But kind of what got me started on it was somebody's like, oh, somebody at work was like, oh, you're a YouTuber. I bet you're making, you know, crazy money. It's like, buddy, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I bet if I sat down and made a spreadsheet and kept track of every dollar that I spend, I would make no money literally zero maybe even lose money the big thing that's helped over the last few years since I have moved from uh, the company that I was with to Headbanger Sports is the fact that now I can sell stuff and like I said make a few bucks uh, on a sale here and there that definitely helps negate the cost as opposed to um, just you know hoping hoping the next you know YouTube check comes in and I can burn it up until the next stuff arrives Yeah, Jason, you're right. Time is money. And that's like I tried to I tried to do the uh, Patreon page. And I understand that it, now I understand there's a lot more behind Patreon. You can do like a Patreon exclusive subscriber stuff where if you're a member of the Patreon page, you can see exclusive content. You can see stuff early. Um, we can have conversations. You can ask me questions. There's all kinds of different stuff you can use Patreon for besides just you know, a source to pull in money, but uh, I, I tried for a little bit, you know, people were reaching out and saying, Hey, I got this bat. You could try. Well, man, listen, in, in a roundabout way, when the, when the shipping charges the way they were, which sounds like I need to do my homework, maybe UPS isn't making those charges, but with uh, shipping prices the way they are with the surcharges and everything involved, like you and I together are going to spend $60 for me to review this bat. 
even if you just were willing to, to just throw half of that money at a Patreon donation, for every person that I have to turn away for one reason or the other, when it comes to wanting to send bats out, if they even if they just took half that money, threw it into a Patreon, I could I could review every bat they're wanting to see and more, and it wouldn't be their bat getting beat on for my benefit. I understand, you know, some people say, oh, swing as much as you want. I, want, I need it broke in. I get that, and that's cool, and that's fair. But if that bat breaks, in good conscience, I can't say, ah, oh, you know, damn, sorry about your bat. It's no big deal. And feel good about it. I, I know I've done that recently, and I, I, I will find a way to pay that man back for breaking his bat, even though it was under warranty and everything else. But, I don't know, it's just a weird space. It's a weird space to be in right now. Especially being uh, a small fish and not a very big market either. That doesn't help. But it seems like everybody's here for the shit happens topic. Now let's talk about it. John. So. I sent out uh, a few bats. I say a few. It was two bats. I sent out a, a couple of peers to our guy Batflip BP. And real quick. <laughs> you already said oops. Uh, I'm going to stop this right here and say, uh, if you're not subscribed to Batflip BP, or if you are not subscribed to Fat Guy BP, stop what you're doing. I'm going to give you... No, nah, I'm not going to give you any time. You can just close the video and go do that and come back. <laughs> go subscribe to their channels. They're, they're awesome guys. They make good content. And, and we got to all help each other here. I, I, I stand behind their content. I, I stand behind what they're doing. I believe in what they're doing. Go follow them as well. You have to. It's the rules because I said so. So trying to do what I can. Excuse me. Trying to do what I can to help everybody grow. Right. Uh, I send John a couple of bats because he and I were having a conversation. Um, basically, you know, he doesn't do a lot of U trip stuff, and I was like, well, that's fine. Like I got some U trip stuff here that um, I got a pretty good deal on. I don't mind sending it out so you can review it do your thing with it because it's an opportunity for content right we look for content opportunities that's what we'll start calling some of this stuff content opportunity <laughs> and he gets them and what I sent him was the pure NDM1 and the NDM2 and when he reviewed the pure NDM1 last year it was a good bat hit well felt good checked all the boxes and it had this weird little blemish in it that dude, it looked. I was for certain that it looked like like an arm, an arm hair, or, or a hair from somebody's body got in it while they were applying the coatings on the bat. And it looked like it had just like popped out of there, right? Well, it turns out I was wrong. I've never seen a crack start that way, but it sure did. So John's out here swinging his bat, doing his thing, and he looks down. And he's like, "Oh man, this bat is broken." He sent me a message, <laughs> and it was a picture of the bat. He says, "Hey, you remember that spot on that Indian one?" And uh, he sends it to me, and it's it's bad. It's shark tooth. It's not looking good. This bat is toast. And dude, listen. He's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry about it. I really appreciate it. But dude, it happens. It really does. I've broken bats doing reviews before. Thankfully, very thankfully, everybody's been very understanding. And I've done what I could to take care of those people that do send me stuff and then have it break. 
But A, that's the cost of business because you're going to have to pay to replace that or, or do what you think is morally right. And B, shit happens. It really does. You're, you're going to have to expect that. Uh, okay, Eric, I'll uh, I'll check that out here when I get down to the the, uh, the podcast, buddy. Um, so yeah, it's kind of the cost of business that shit happens, like all lumped into one. But then that got me thinking, like, what about these guys that go to league? And I've seen this happen, and you see it on the uh, softball pages and everything else. You know, uh, this guy at league broke my bat, and he won't pay me for it. Okay, well, how many swings did he put on it? Well, he's just been using it in league, but my bat's the only bat he uses. Okay, so he put like 20 swings on it so far this year? Well, yeah. And you put how many on it? What's my BP bat, but I use it for games sometimes too. Okay, well... You've put a thousand swing on this bat, and he put twenty on it. But you expect him to pay for it when it broke? When you've put ninety-eight percent of the swings on it? Shit happens. Move on. If you didn't want that guy swinging your bat because you were afraid it was going to break, then you shouldn't have got it out. Well, he should just buy his own bat. Okay, well, that's fine. Not going to argue your point, but at the same time. Like, I'm not saying it's your job to supply bats, but damn, is it going to kill you to share? Or you could say, hey, look, these are expensive. Uh, this is this is one of my favorite ones. I'd really not prefer it to be broke. I, I've seen that happen. I've never done that because, dude, I just don't care. I do not care if my stuff breaks. I've had a couple of bats break in league. I had one telescope one time. Uh, I had an end cap get blown out of one. From just uh, a ball that got hit like in the perfect spot of the end cap. That stuff just happens. Don't expect someone to pay for that. And even I, I had someone offer it one time. Oh, hey, look, I feel really bad. Uh, I, I broke your bat. Let me pay you for it. Like, dude, don't worry about it. It was a no return. Sorry, it was it had a return, but the receipt was expired. It, it, it doesn't matter. If, if I didn't want you swinging it, I shouldn't have put it out there. And... It's just a, a case of shit happens. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to borrow your bat. Um, even golf clubs. I had a friend of mine let his buddy, who has golfed maybe like 10 times in his life, and he's 40, borrows golf clubs. And then he brings it back to him and says, Oh, uh, hey, man, uh, the head came off your driver. He's like, the head came off the driver? He's like, yeah, it, broke, it just broke off. You know, I just went to hit the ball one time, and uh, the head of the club went further than the ball. Okay, one, magically, just out of nowhere, this club just breaks. I understand golf clubs are a little bit different than bats. You're an inexperienced golfer. That club probably had some paces put through it before that head just snapped off of there. And two, just understand that like stuff happens, right? If someone borrows your car and gets in a wreck, I understand cost-wise we're talking way two completely different things, but what's getting pissed at that person going to fix? And the insurance still comes out of your glove box. Shit happens. What do you want? So Dennis says, I just had an issue like this in the Arizona page. Dude did a two-for-one trade for a used 
Josh Riley and it cracked in the first BP session. Wanted to know what he could do about it. I mean, dude, what you're you're dealing with use bats. Same thing. It's the same exact thing. Shit happens. You're you're dealing with use bats. It flip flips out of the question. Ask that guy. Hey, look, if the two that you sent him for this one, one if one of those two broke, are you going to tell him tough shit? Dude, it just happens. The bat is yours. You looked it over. You checked it out. This is softball, old school softball fan stuff here. You you took this bat in. You looked it over. It said, all right, cool. This bat's good. It's good to go. Everything looks fine. And then you take it out and you swing it and it breaks. Tough shit, man. Shit happens. I've been saying that word a lot. I'm sorry. Hopefully you're not listening to this work around your kids or you don't mind the S word a little bit here and there for this for this uh, segment of the podcast. But people need to be way more understanding of that in the softball world. Maybe going back to, again, the Facebook pages and people just getting way too serious about stuff. If you're letting people swing your bats and they break, just move on. You know, you can ask... I suppose you can. Hey, do you mind, you know, throw me a few bucks to replace this. Uh, you use it all season. And if they say no, dude, really move on. Just move on. It's not worth the argument. It's not worth the headache. Put other bats out there to swing if you don't want your precious bat swung. If you got a bat that that's, about, that's that valuable to you, surely you got something else. And if you don't, Swing something else since you know they're swinging it too. Well, they're bad bats and I want to enjoy them. Okay, well, you got a choice to make, big dog. John says we need to bring back uh, softball fans. You'll get shut down real quick if you try and start crap. Yeah, half the stuff that flies on these Facebook pages now, I would absolutely squash as a moderator on softball fans back in the day. Somebody, somebody getting on some bullshit, somebody doing something stupid, somebody trying to start a big argument with something, dude, I'll lock the thread and then start a group conversation between the, you know, uh, PMs or whatever. And like, let's, let's, let's settle this. Let's settle this now without everybody else getting involved or getting in the middle of this. And, and Jason also proved another good point. Try it with senior bats. They break a lot. Yeah. Senior bats do break a lot. It's just, it's a weird day and age, man. Don't be a shithead, because shit happens. It's the cost of business, and you'll make friends along the way. Right? Ain't that crazy how I tie that all back together here at the end? So, that's it for the podcast. Our mark and then some, right? Had a good turnout tonight. I really appreciate it, guys. I don't know what we did different, but it worked. Hit almost 20 viewers at one point. Held 15 for quite a while. I'm digging it. You guys did good. Another back review will be up very soon. More ASA action for the ASA guys. As a matter of fact, let's close the podcast with it. Why not, right? Because we like doing that. We like sneak peeking these videos. I think you guys enjoy it. You never tell me not to. 
turn this up to about here. Let's put this over here. 26 ounce Demarini Mercy, two piece composite handle, composite barrel, stacked composite barrel. This is Lanier technology, so it doesn't have any kind of inner barrel technology, just traditional design. 13 inch barrel, balanced, 26 ounce, ASA only. Thanks to Headbanger Sports, hit your boy up. I can get you one. Let's see what it's got. I gotta let it get closer. Say something if you can't hear it very well. All right, mother truckers, it's your boy back at you. Now, I will say that I am gonna eat my words here and you tell you now that these are sold out right now on the Headbanger website and at Marine's website as well. I can't tell you for sure if we're gonna end up getting more in stock or not. As with anything these days, availability is somewhat limited. So if you see these in stock somewhere and you're interested in one, you better grab it while you got a chance. This bat had about 100 swings on it going into our round of BP this day. And believe it or not, the wind is actually not blowing in for one. Just kind of swirling back and forth here and there. Really, it wasn't blowing at all, hardly. I just wanted to make note that it's not actually blowing in for once. Back on this whole field here that you guys have been used to seeing in the last uh, bit of the videos, 300 feet all the way around with a taller fence in the left field than it is anywhere else. And I think this bat might hold a record for the most balls either hit off of or one hopped on a fence. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it or not, but in here at one point, Brian and I are actually having that discussion of like, how many balls are we going to hit off of the fence with this thing? And yes, that is foreshadowing to what happens at the end of the video. So hitting our mix of evils that we always hit for the ASA stuff, it's evil BP 52 pluses and there's some 52 300 game balls in here as well. One thing that we did notice that this stacked composite barrel with the 4.1 composite handle made for a pretty rigid feel. I know the Mercy's way back in the day used to have like the super soft, like buttery type of feel to them. This is not going to be that bad. It's going to have a stiff, pretty rigid feel pretty much overall the entire thing. And I will say for being a 26 ounce and understanding this is going to be balanced, it's going to swing a little bit lighter. It was swinging light to the point that we felt like it was kind of hindering the performance of the bat. These are only available in 25 and 26. So unless you just like something that swings like an absolute toothpick, oh, I would suggest going with the 26 if you're interested in one of these bats. The barrel itself did a good job of performing, just not a whole lot of mass behind it. This would be a really good bat for like your control type of player or somebody that's really just kind of looking to work the ball around the field. Still have a little bit of pop behind it, which is what the barrel is going to give you, but you like something that swings pretty light so you can control it easy. And as always, one of my favorite things with the Mercy line is the fact that it doesn't have any inner barrel technology in it, so it's able to hit the harder stuff. If you do play in a league somewhere that hits 44s or you like hitting hard stuff in BP, I'm not going to promise you a ton of durability and expect it to fail compression really fast if that's something that matters to you, but the fact that it can hit them and hold up to them for at least a little bit of time compared to some of the other bats out there these days is a redeeming quality for these bats with this technology in my definitely like a game swings only kind of thing. All right, what'd you say? I'm coming up to the camera. This man just literally shows up out of nowhere. 10 bucks. I hit a bomb in 10 swings. Five. Five swings? Five. 10 swings is too many. Okay, five. All right, so before I let this clown in his sideshow get started, let's head over to the labs real quick and check out the scale and the compression stuff, and then we'll come back to the field. So on a scale, this one comes in at... 25.8, nothing too exciting there. In compression testing this brand new in the wrapper, 
this did catch my attention. It's like 50 pounds away from failing. So after we put about 200-ish swings on this, because Mitchell borrowed this and got some swings in with it before we filmed our video with it, I figured what's a little bit of break-in time going to hurt, right? So after we got all that done, and then to see it still testing right here, very much surprised me. I expected this thing to be failing miserably. So whatever kind of tech they got going on here is interesting in regards to the fact that it broke in and got better, but the compression hardly dropped at all. And mind you, we did hit nothing but 52 core balls. If you go off hitting like BP rockets or 44s or something like this, I can almost guarantee you it will end up failing compression almost instantly. But with this stuff out of the way, let's head back and see what this nerd can get done. What we hit? Uh, the Mercy. This man literally, I'm talking to him about a tournament over the weekend and this comes walking up the hill. No pressure here. Let me, let me, let me bump one. You're gonna bump. Hey, can I get a bump? Are you hitting hard stuff? 52s. 52s. Is this thing approved for ASA play? Yes. Okay. So I didn't realize this until I was editing this. I got played here. Like, he literally just came walking up the hill. I don't know how he knew I was there. Uh, maybe he was just out cruising around and happened to run into us. He's got his damn softball shoes on. He came up the hill ready to be on some bullshit. Double. Double. Oh, no. Oh, no. Little lift on it. Hey, two here, don't get nervous. You call time? Nope. Oh no. You can leave now. I did it in four. <laughs> you can leave now. Oh no, you're gonna take your fifth swing. What's this one for? Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Oh, no shot. Ah! No shot. Oh, now here it comes, yep. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> Quit. I already told everybody you're hitting 52s. Oh! oh! For the record, I still got it, so. Right, but you... you... Oh, now what are you doing? That was five. What See, he's doing? not a gambler. He lost his double or nothing. Oh, my God. Feels good. What are we going to do with this man? What? Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one, Dad. Thanks, bud. Oh, weight room. All right, you're done. Thanks for losing my softball. See you later. That's all right, Dad. I needed something to do for the next few minutes. <laughs> yeah, because the guys killed some time until battle. Right, so we're going to cut to the chase here. Where does this thing belong on the BP Heroes list? And I had to think on this for a little bit, but I am going to put this in the pretty good but not quite top tier list. And here's why. Just because I didn't care for this bat doesn't mean that other people won't. There are a lot of people that do have a lot of emphasis on control and aren't really worried about hitting the ball out of the park. This is going to be the perfect bat for those people. The redeeming qualities of being able to hit hard stuff, the fast break in. 
and the barrel in itself that does perform well are very good redeeming qualities but do know that you're going to compromise a little bit of distance just because of how light it swings and if you play anywhere that does compression test i don't know it's funny that i complain about get the out distance of this thing that we're getting out of the really three balls in a row out of the park so those are all things to consider well, with all that being said guys i hope you enjoyed the video i'm gonna hush up and let you check out the end of this where i just like epically fail get punked out with my own bat so go check that out swing hard in case you hit it bp hero catching the next video See, that's an interesting thing, Elton. Oh, hang on. Let me get this through. We were done filming this. Appreciate it. Until I got punked out by my own bat. By both of these guys. So now, let's see if I can't call Gabe's bluff here and get one out in less than four swings. So, yeah, Elton, you called a base hit bat. I mean, clearly they didn't have any issues hitting the ball out with it. I just could not get it going. I cannot do distance with the lighter stuff at all. Oh, okay. So it was just wearing me out. And even Brian was, is, is, even though he's hitting balls out, was making mention of the fact that, like, there's just nothing behind it. He's literally just getting every bit of the ball is the reason he's hitting balls out. This is just brutal. It didn't matter. I was just fighting this bat so hard, and I don't even know why I did this. Looking back on this, I'm like, man, you're an idiot. But again, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to hide. So I only left these clips in here just just because the ending was like spot on. For the amount of shit that I give people, karma came full swing. <laughs> Tried way too hard to hit that one out because it was a BP rocket. I'm thinking it's like if I can just fling the bat at this thing, it'll go. can't even bump with it I, I just this bat literally once it started moving i felt like you just feel the, the the ball hit the bat you don't feel the bat while you're swinging it it was so light but the barrel performed so good if you were able to get it behind the ball So yeah, Dennis, I do want to try the new Juggy. I think that's going to be on the list of things to try uh, once I get uh, this Mercy move for something else. The cost of doing business. Got to find a way to get rid of it. And not lose our butts. So we can buy something else, and the Juggy is definitely on the list. But listen, guys, thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'm going to catch you next week.
Let's do what we can to get this turnout going. Again next week. Love you guys. Swing hard in case you hit it. BP Hero, catch you next time.